0: This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez. On this episode, we're bringing you a conversation that Cigar Snob publisher Eric Calvino and I had with Hochi Blanco of Tabacalera Palma where uh, when he stopped by our office on a recent visit to Miami. Tabacalera Palma has been around a long time, but it was only more recently that the company made a hard push marketing its own brands like La Galera. So we talked about the company's history, Hochi's approach to blending, and what it's been like for him to get to know a side of the cigar business that he didn't deal with much earlier on in his career. So with that, here is our interview with Hochi Blanco of Tabacalera Palma. So, Hochi,
1: you've, uh, you, for a long time, you were known as, like, the man, like, behind the scenes of a lot of popular brands, the guy that was either supplying the tobacco or making the cigars, but, uh, but that little by little has started to change and you've become a more public figure. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, you agree. I, I agree.
2: Yeah. I agree that. Yes.
1: And and so now we start to see people around the country in cigar stores asking to see you and meet you. How does that how does that change sit with you
2: and and how much harder does it make your job? Uh, it's a lot harder uh, because normally in the past I did not travel. I I was focus on the farm focus on the factory so and now i have to also be a little more focused on some troubles uh, a little more difficult a little more job uh, but interesting and we had to do because it was the moment uh, because the fda situation pushed to have our own brands uh, we don't know what is going to happen we hope that uh, FDA did not go through, but what's the what's the so best what, moment?
1: What you're referring to is that in the past, uh, other companies handled the distribution side and the brand management side and the representation and the marketing, and you just handled the growing of tobacco and making cigars. And now, it's because that. of the FDA, you uh, decided to launch your own brand to make sure that you could have your own presence, right? Right. Yes. So that, that's the change that you're... If I'm just yes. kind of translating for the listeners that may yes. not know what you meant. so In the
2: past, I was doing what I like, it, what I love. Yes. So it's a little, it's a big change.
1: So do you find that with more time and more cigar consumers that you meet that you start to like that side too? Is there a reward to doing that?
2: Yeah, of course. It's a different world. Uh, well, I like it. Uh, I found really good people, good uh, on the market, good good retailers, uh, good friends that I met in the past. Uh, it's interesting, and we are doing, um, we are doing successful, we are doing good. Uh, thanks to many friends that we we made in the past 20 years.
1: These friends that you're talking about are mostly. It, on the distribution side, on the sales side, and retailers, or also consumers?
2: Uh, consumers, retailers,
1: yeah. Both. And so, is there any, any one moment where you caught yourself really uh, impressed with a consumer's knowledge of your brands? You know, like, because La Galera as a brand is sort of new.
2: Yes. And Ooh. then, but, but then let, suddenly let it, 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 it was everywhere. Uh, yes, thanks God, everything is doing yeah. really good. Uh, uh, in only almost less less than three years.
1: Exactly, that's what I mean. It went from yeah. not existing to a brand new brand to being. How many retailers are in you right now? Uh,
2: f- a little more than 500.
1: Yeah, that's incredible in uh, three years. But
2: it's not the quantity; it's the, what what impresses us is the recession of the consumers and the, the retention uh this reception of the consumer and the reorders from the stores that's for us is the main point because it taught us that the consumer loves and like the product uh, and we um we try to do uh, we're trying to do a grey cigar to a really reasonable price.
1: So that would be like the the mo of the company or the modus operandi would be great cigars at the best possible price. Is that kind of is that fair?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and um, we can do that uh, at some point because we uh, own our own farms, the factory, and the distribution. So we have we are really vertical integrate the company. Yeah. So that help us to make a cigar with the a top quality, and really good price point.
1: So when uh, when did you now in the past you were just you were really focused on growing. I'm talking now going farther back. You were just a grower,
2: right? No, uh, my grandfather was a grower. I uh, myself, I grow we grow tobacco, but I was focusing both phytody and growing tobacco.
1: So you always had. Palma. Was it called Palma? Tabacalera
2: la Palma, yes. Always. Okay. Always. And my father found in 1936. So it
1: was your grandfather that was a grower? My grandfather was a grower. Only. And then your and father's generation starts the factory? Yes.
2: My father began the factory in 1936.
1: Yeah, hence the 1936 box pressed. Exactly. So that's a good segue into... The 1936 Fox Press, which is a cigar, La Galera nineteen thirty six. That's the Box reason
2: Press. we put the, to La Galera Fox Press nineteen thirty six. That's
1: a yeah, that's a great tribute to yeah. to the founding of your factory, right? Agreed. So this kind of, this is a cigar that is targeted to what kind of consumer? What kind of consumer would you say <clears throat> this is perfect for you?
2: I think this, this is a cigar for people who who really enjoy a good cigar. It's an easy cigar for almost every consumer. The taste is totally clean, medium, uh, with a lot of flavor. So I think it's for everybody.
1: Would you say better for experienced smokers than novice?
2: Of course, the experienced guys, would know that it's a great cigar. Uh, But I think that uh, a new smoker will enjoy it also. Uh, new, new smoker normally they like more mild. Mild, yes. Uh, and and these cigars, a good smoker, will feel and know that it's a medium cigar. Because uh, we really the tobacco is well-fermented and really aged. And that helps that the cigar is too clean. So that helps that for a new smoker, can enjoy also.
1: Okay. So you're saying that because... The tobacco is so aged and well-fermented that that clean smoke that it produces is pleasing to a new smoker. Even if the person doesn't really understand the other things that are going on. Exactly. They can appreciate that it's clean on the palate. That's a good point. I never thought about that. So that's why you make the cigars, man.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course.
1: So then give us a little bit of the rundown uh, of the cigar in terms of the, the blend itself. So wrapper binder filler
2: blend the 1930s sabano la galera is a ecuadorian uh, wrapper crea 98 binder and the filler is piloto and crea 98. what we did in this blend we mixed the same seed for example crea 98 and the piloto from two different farms Uh, in the
1: same region or in different No, different
2: region. Different region. Why we, d- we do that? Because, f- for example, some regions like La Canera, where we have a farm, uh, we produce Crayon uh, IDA. And we produce Crayon IDA in Hakawa. Same seed, same tobacco, same treatment, a little different taste. Sure. La Canera is more strange, more pepper. Hakawa is, is a little less strange, more, fl- more flavor and more sweetness. So, uh, branding those same seeds.
1: But different microclimates within the different Dominican Republic. Different yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, help of to create this grey cigar.
1: That's one of the, the beauties of uh, the Dominican Republic is the variety of microclimates uh, that give you even in the same varietal, yeah. it, you get different experiences.
2: Yes, the Dominican Republic is one of the on the, probably I would say, one of the few countries that uh, has a lot of different microclimate.
1: And so this is Hakawa and La Canela. And La Canela. And that's on the filler. And the Criollo 98 in the binder.
2: In the binder. Is? No, that, that's in the Criollo 98 and the binder is from Hakawa. From Hakawa. That gives more sweetness and the clean, a clean taste. It's still Hakawa, Hakawa tobacco has strange... But it's a little more clean, less acid, um uh, a lot more now let let's flavorful. Talk,
1: let's talk about something because you, you keep mentioning how a particular region has strength. Uh, and I think we should probably clarify something for for listeners, because technically all tobacco has strength if you go high enough. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. But yes. what what uh and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I think you're trying to say and cigar makers say this all the time, and they don't think that the consumer sometimes doesn't really understand what they mean. What you mean is strength without sacrificing flavor, right? So that you can get strength lower on the plant. Yes.
2: Both Aedia has strength and flavor, but both. both, but some Aedia and Canela has more strength and a little less flavor. This is a Really great, strange. has a lot of flavor also. But I think it means some sweetness, Uh, La Canela, and Hakawa has the sweetness.
0: Talk a bit about, uh, you know, you you had all this time making cigars, and then there's this transition to the focus on the La Galera brand. What was it like for the company? What, What were the steps that you had to take to let smokers know about the history of the company? Because for the smoker, maybe it felt like it was a new, a new player, and maybe they needed some amount of education to understand all of the expertise that was behind this product they had never seen before. So wh- how, how did you go about, you know, uh, wh- what are the key points of the story that, you, that you're telling those consumers?
2: Okay. Uh, the first, uh, the names came from uh, the facto. Uh-huh. Uh, La Galera is like the house of a cigar company. It's where we made the magic, where we made the cigars. Right, the
0: Galera refers to to that
2: room where all of the, the rolling Yes, rolling all yeah, the yeah. rolling. So, <clears throat> and all these sizes has names relative to La Galera also. Sure, like Chaveta, <clears throat> Chaveta, like etc. Et Cortador, Pegador, uh, Bonchelo, Leitor. Uh, lector, yeah. uh, so um for we're trying to transmit to the consumers the factory size, yeah, and we're also doing we are trying to teach our sales people what we use, the tobacco, the main zone everything for for they continue the transmission also we're trying to travel in a little more we are travelling a little more uh we are uh, doing events and talking about the brand. We are doing some advertising.
1: We're doing uh, things like this? Podcasts? Uh, yes,
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're
0: working hard on that. Are Are there things that, in that part of the process of, you know, not just making cigars to the best of your ability, but also being out in the world with smokers and seeing them as they try it for the first time? And is there something that you learned in that process that you thought, oh, you know, if, if I had never taken this step, I would not have learned that or I wouldn't have made that decision because I actually saw somebody experiencing it and reacting?
2: I really, something that I like on the, being on the street is the satisfaction mm-hmm. that I see on the faces of the consumers when they try the cigars. Um, that really, uh, and they tell us about the cigars, about the quality, about how they are surprised of what we are making. Yeah. Being new on the market that gave us a, a lot of satisfaction a lot of pleasure. Yeah.
0: A kind of shifting gears a little bit. We, uh, not too long ago, we did a travel story about the Dominican Republic and we stopped by the factory and, uh, and saw the factory. Uh, but, you know, part of the magazine is also some of that fun, you know, lifestyle type stuff. So, suppose that you had uh, a cigar traveler in the Dominican Republic visiting the factory, but you can only visit the factory for so long at some point. You yeah, know, yeah. You're done. What's something that you would say, okay, don't leave, don't leave town without doing this or eating here or experiencing or seeing that. What are some of your favorite things to do, uh,
2: when you're at home? Uh, I love the ocean. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Probably could not be only one thing, eh? Uh, <laughs> Santiago what, is where's, where's, like, San, where's the San, best chicharrón in town? San, San, Santiago, <laughs> Santiago, specific, has, yeah. Santiago has many may, many greatest place for for enjoy, good restaurant. Uh, it's so difficult because I I I love a lot of things from from my town. Yeah, I love the food. I love the the, the bars. Uh, uh, so it's difficult, but.
1: So what about, like what Nick said, best chicharrón in Santiago?
2: Nilsa.
0: Nilsa. Yes. That's what I had. I stopped at Nilsa. Nilsa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If <coughs> <laughs> was in the factory. That someone Nilsa. in the factory told us it's See, to go to Nilsa.
2: And it's also close from my house. Right? <laughs> uh, I was Do Uber
1: I... Eats Nilsa to your house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, d- it didn't look like an Uber <laughs> Eats type of place. No, we have to go and pick up it, right? <laughs> it, But it's a...
2: Really good, eh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. now, but staying on the travel topic, uh you've been known to just be completely head over heels in love with cabarete
2: yes i have right. a, i like I like that part of the of the island and it's close, it's only one hour, ten minutes from Santiago, and through it's close f- through my factory, also I took the mountain, yeah, it's a beautiful way. Some yeah, the route from yeah, from, from Tambori to to Cabarete?
1: Yeah, <laughs> is uh, it is a beautiful drive through the mountains.
2: It's a beautiful drive. Right? Sometimes I stop in a farm. I have on the same way. I have a, a cows farm. It's okay. not tobacco, but so yeah, so, uh, 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 tobacco uh, is I,
1: not like wine. It doesn't grow very well on the mountainside, right? No, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it needs yes. a valley. No. So,
2: so I stop sometimes on the on the cows farm, and I said I go to the beach.
1: At one point, you you know you even made a back in the day a brand with Cabarete images in it. So
2: yes, we did that.
1: So I always uh, I always wanted to join you there in Cabarete, but I, I never I never got an invite. I don't know why not. I never <laughs> you you never
2: <laughs> have half the time, eh? <laughs> it's true. So when you go to Santiago, you all the time rushing. Eh? I am running yeah. 100
1: miles an hour though. Yes. Day, so. Uh is how I got out of the uh, invitation there real yeah. easy? <laughs> he blamed so, it on me. You
2: you are invited, eh? <laughs> but we're staying. Yes. I li- leave at least you we need to go to the par um uh, twelve and come back seven, eight o'clock at night. For us a, a good dinner. Yeah, to have the, over there. spend the day. And half day Paris power. So you're invited invited.
1: Thank you. Thank you. See that? The podcast worked for something. <laughs> That's what we do it. <laughs>
2: But that depends on you, eh?
0: So, it, along the same lines, mm-hmm. during this time that you've been traveling and visiting stores and, and getting to know uh, the U.S. market face-to-face, are there places in the U.S., whether, whether a city or a cigar lounge or a bar, that have stood out to you, like, the next time I'm here, I have to come back to this place? Yeah.
2: My last trip was to Texas, um, mm-hmm. especially for in, in Dallas. And I really was surprised, about how how those people enjoy and love these the cigars. Uh, Texas is a really great state for cigars.
1: Oh, it's an incredible market.
2: Yes. Uh, mainly, I was surprised the quantity of women and men smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's... Incredible, I, I was surprised also because the tax—it's really low tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a really uh, friendly state. Well,
1: you know, to piggyback on what you're saying about Texas, when we look at our numbers of uh, Barnes and Noble's newsstand sales, the outside of Florida, uh, Texas has the top three stores in. All of our sales outside of Florida, so of the rest of the states, Texas has one, two, and three, in terms of best-selling stores yeah. of our magazine. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Incredible. In one state, you have three wow. three stores that are the top three.
2: That's great. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. it is a it is a phenomenal market. Phenomenal. And the other thing is that in in outside of Florida, there's not only a uh, in places like Texas, not only that people have a, a there's a cigar culture, but also uh adventurous they they want to they want to know what's new here in miami there's people that have been smelling the same cigar since they were five years old you know so they that's that's what they're yeah. that's yeah. what they want very brand loyal here but when you go to texas it's almost the way that people treat wine or beer that they they want to know what the new thing is and so when you come with all of your expertise and telling your story people in texas are, are ready to try it and they're curious
2: yes they're open yeah they're really open and great food, also. Yeah, uh, great food. Yeah, the, you, the ba- the barbecue, you, yeah you're the, a barbecue guy. The it's, yes. can, it's kind of like yes. the
0: Dominican Republic in that yeah. you can't be a vegetarian the, in Texas. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh,
2: really great barbecue. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Which it was uh, too much, but yeah, I enjoy no, it lot. always
1: is too much. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing with barbecue. But which uh, any particular barbecue joint that, uh, that impressed you? I mean, when yeah. you go on these trips, you're, you're going uh, a million miles an hour. I know. So and sometimes uh, you're I, at the mercy of the rep who is taking you. Yes. So you're you know, he's probably taking you to his favorite place.
2: Yes, I really don't remember it was a really in in the old area. Of, of, of that, of, I don't remember the name of the place. I am not really good though. But I know the ribs were great, the meat and salchichas. Sausage. Mm-hmm. Sausage. Yeah. So you have um, sausage. Uh, yeah.
1: So your ribs got if you were picking I am, I ribs. Yeah,
2: me too. Ribs. Yeah, I am a meat guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love all kinds of meat, eh? <laughs> You just got to make sure to hire hire uh, fat reps. <laughs> uh,
0: I
1: mean, it's you're. Uh, I know you're
2: half joking, but it's yeah. true. Uh, and the meat really goes well with some wine or, and, and a good cigar. Of course,
1: everything goes. Uh, everything uh, in terms of like rich flavors and mm. intense flavors uh goes very well especially by the way this cigar uh it does have uh, an intensity of flavor that's clean on the palate which is which is not always common right without saying things about other cigars sometimes you get that intensity of flavor but it comes at a cost and the cost is sometimes heavy on the palate maybe Maybe dirty on the palate, right? Maybe a little too earthy on the palate. And this is this is intense but clean. So it's a
2: the time, the of the tobacco and the fermentation. Yeah, right. That's, There's no substitute for that. No, it's no substitute for that. yeah.
0: And as long as we're talking about that, I mean, we've are we all smoking the same thing? Yes. Yes. The the burn is the construction is perfect uh, on the button. There's it, it could not be performing any better than it's been performing. So this is. Um, an excellently excellently made cigar let's talk about we, we pulled this from from one of those cubes yes. talk a bit about what the cube is and and why the cube
2: uh, that was the special we did for IPCPR uh, we make uh, four different cubes uh-huh. uh, in a huge bit box yeah we, uh, this is a literally it's, it's, a, it's literally a, it's a, it's a, a cube a big yes cube it's a cube yeah. uh, we create that for the IPCPR Focus because making the representation of each line. And this is the the 1936. Uh, what we did is different sizes of the of the tra- our traditional lines. Um, we did only that for IPCPR. Mm-hmm. Who brought that in the IPCPR? Got got then? Who know? Right. Is the finish. Right.
0: And so these were... The and
2: what we did with these cigars is the... There are the same, r- the same blend of mm-hmm. the traditional li- uh, lines, but what we did is try to, we make a better selection of the tobacco for try to improve the quality and, and create a, a really impression. For yeah. for but in for addition,
1: those. you also created a, a cube specific size. Right? Yes. So
0: that's important to know. Right. Yes. So for each well. for, for each but it's not just cube specific, but there's a cube specific size
2: for each blend. <laughs> yes, for each blend. Right. One cube for Connecticut for Maduro, for Bospress Press and for the Habano Right. And so is is the size
0: that you chose because for example with the 1936 Box Press did you do this size because you thought this is the size that's perfect for expressing that blend? It was that sort of the thinking?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so let's just focus on this one as an example. What might the explanation be for why is it that this blend is best experienced in this size?
2: The format Mm -hmm. is a a great format that when you you smoke, this format is an easy smoke. It's a great, great size. I think everybody will like that size, and it's different. It is different, yeah. It's different, and um, was was uh, this size help us to make <coughs> the blame of the same way we did in nineteen thirty
1: six. So the interesting thing, though, is that the nineteen thirty six box pressed cube edition is not box pressed. So that's kind of like a, a we
2: we try, uh, but didn't work. So because the format was a little complicated. Is it because so the ring gauge is a little bit? Yes. Of, yeah. So we decide to do in the natural well.
1: round well, wow, it's smoking beautifully, yeah, uh really well done on this and i and I do like the format a lot. It's like a long torpedo, it's not a
2: e- yes the it's, taper a, it's, really, it's, goes it's really more than a pyramid yes, yeah, yeah, it's a pyramid, and when the cigar is, is finishing, it get a lot more better, more concentrated flavors, uh, and you can feel all all the taste. so the transition almost to the end. To the totally end. Yeah, and I personally
0: prefer that. When the flavor, sometimes you smoke something that, for whatever reason, it it comes right out and it n- hits you in the face at the very beginning, and then it steps back. But I prefer this, where the flavors get more intense and more concentrated as you go, so it sort of eases you into it, and it takes you on that sort of escalation rather than then hit you really hard right at the beginning, and then the rest of the experience is oh, well, uh, this what is am a, I doing? Now?
2: This is a cigar that you that you cannot, you don't want to let. Uh-huh. You want to continue. You don't want it finish. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the cubes are gone. We saw uh, the quantity of cubes that we uh, we did for IPCPR, so out and so are gone.
1: Would uh, would you use that cube program maybe as a as a sort of a market test to see if if maybe this is a size you should launch that uh, you, you should sort of extend that line with that?
2: You're right, yeah. yes. So, yes, that, that, that's true. Uh, we are seeking um, for the future what we can do or qu- which one will be the more popular. We are thinking on that. But still, we have some time for that.
1: If you had to put a... Uh you Know if you had to highlight the difference between the box pressed uh 1936 outside of the cube, right? So the box pressed one and the round one, is there like something that that a consumer can look at that you know that maybe a, a person who's not at your level can still detect a difference?
2: Yes, I see, but not too much. A uh, person probably a really good smoker candidate detect that little uh a little different, but the same characteristic. Boss has the same characteristic. Uh, the Q's uh, 1936 is uh, has a little more, more aged tobacco. Doesn't make a, it's not too much really different, but really it's a little more aged tobacco. Um, I think it's not a Boss Press, uh, like it's not a Boss Press has a, I think it's better burning the, so the combustion is better. The, the, yes, the combustion, in, in, because the format also. Yeah. The format of this cigar has a lot of the combustion. They are really close. I think their boss cigars are really, really... It's, are they saying same tobacco. We only did a little, take a, f, a few barrels more age, make a really a strong selection for try to keep them 100% constant. All
0: right. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on?
2: No, we, we want to say... Thank you for the retailers and consumers are, are, are smoking and giving support to us. Thanks God we are right now in over 20 countries in the world, doing really well, also outside of the U.S. Uh, we, we are marketing like in countries so far like Vietnam, China, Hong Kong, uh, Czech Republic, Germany, Italy, Israel. So. Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, now you're distributing in Dominican, domestic and as
2: well. Uh, what that is one of the most popular brands in Dominican Republic at the moment, La Galera.
1: I, I love how the, the Dominican local cigar market has grown in the last 10 years. It's incredible, it's been incredible right?
2: It's incredible. It's been know.
1: noticeable to us.
2: Yeah, it's, it's incredible how, how it's growing. And you have to remember also that Dominican Republic receives more than 7 million to I don't think any other countries in the Caribbean receive seven point seven between seven to eight million tourists per year. Um, There's nothing else open that is big enough. (laughs) No. So that's I think that's also helping off uh, a lot. A lot of tourists are taking our cigars back and trying. No, but when
1: but when we when we visit and we go to the cigar stores, you see a culture that wasn't there before. You know, it's like guys would smoke maybe, you know, in, in their homes or whatever. And now you go to a, a cigar store like Cabinet in Santo yeah. Domingo. Uh, also
2: in Santiago
0: now.
1: And, exactly. And now in Santiago, you walk in there and there are, you know, just like it looks, it feels like you're in a, in a store in the United States where you've yeah. got some cigar nerds, some casual smokers. You, 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 to, you, you have know?
2: to remember uh, and know that the Dominicans, we have the tobacco in our blood. Yeah, no, of course, we but have.
1: that market wasn't there before. Even though the tobacco was still in the blood, <laughs> eh,
2: well, we missed that market in a couple of decades. The de- yeah. case, but because in Dominican Republic was a really big consumer of cigars in the past. Were well, different types of cigars, not like this uh, so nice, but in the past the Dominican consume a lot of cigars, a lot. We l- we lose that in. Beginning the seventy, the seventy, and the eighties, but it come back in the nineties. Begin to come back, and now these cigars are super really, strong now. Yeah. really, really popular. Yeah, and also our medium class, of course, is growing and growing, and they can afford of course. This, of course. No, that's critical. Yeah.
1: So, well, congratulations, man. It's been, uh, it's been cool to see the company go from. Zero to 60 in three years, and uh, yes. I'm looking forward to see when it gets to 100. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> we hold soon, eh? All right.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. As always, leave us ratings, reviews, and comments wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and also find episodes at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. You can find us on social media across all platforms by searching for Cigar Snob Mag. Send any feedback you might have to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. And remember that you can subscribe to Cigar Snob in print for $18 a year. You can find that at cigarsnobmag.com slash subscription. Until next time, I'm Nick Jimenez, and this has been the Cigar Snob Podcast.